0: I'm only human, after all, and you're only human, after all, don't put the blame on me. Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, and the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 119, verses 161-168 to 168. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous ordinances. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I fulfill your commandments. My soul keeps your decrees. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and decrees, for all my ways are before you. Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intended to bring on it. And at another moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord, Look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. Then he began to reproach the cities in which most of his deeds of power had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that on the day of judgment it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom than for you. Good morning and welcome to the 5th Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us for the last time from Psalm 119 and also Jeremiah 18 and Matthew 11. Uh, This morning's readings um, from Jeremiah um, about the potter and the the clay that's been kind of broken down... um, uh it's a reminder that even these broken vessels can be reworked into another vessel, um, and that I think I mentioned earlier this week or late last week that there's this weird idea that the Western churches has um, kind of gotten into their head that God is unchanging, and that God, you know, is I don't know I don't, I don't know, it's based on this Greek idea, philosophical idea. Um, And the unmoving mover, that the thing that started everything must be fixed and, you know, not not moving. And that's what sets everything else in motion. Um, Which, even as I say that, it makes me think of uh, laws of physics where, um, you know, the... uh, you can't start something from nothing something moving comes into contact passes its energy into this other thing and that other thing then (coughs) moves i don't know that that means anything but just kind of made me think um because lately and for some time i've i've thought this idea that god is unchanging and never changes his mind and doesn't um experience emotions i think is just ridiculous um and in jeremiah uh, in this passage um God is quite clear. He tells Jeremiah to tell the people, I will change my mind. Either if you're doing evil and you repent, or you're doing good things and start doing evil things, then I'll change my mind. Um, and uh, I think the, the danger, the anxiety that produces is that, well, if something is always changing, can we rely on it? Um, can we, you know, is it predictable, Right. Um, and one thing that I do know is that God is not predictable. A lot of the ancient ways of describing the Holy Spirit, uh, one is a wild goose um, that can attack you if he comes too close and just kind of runs all over the place honking. And um, Even in the Old Testament, uh, in the, the plans of the tabernacle while they're wandering in the desert, the poles of the Ark of the Covenant, which were made of gold, plundered from the Egyptians they would stick out from the the Tent of Meeting, the Holy of Holies. They'd stick out a little bit. They weren't made to fit. Um, And it's this reminder that God doesn't really fit in boxes. Um, And so somewhere along the line, Westerners got this idea in their head that God um, must not be changing because that would mean um, that God is, um, you know, it's this kind of weird stoic idea that emotions are bad. maybe not bad, but, like, emotions are not good, that they are to be avoided and they are to be overcome, Um, that if God suffers emotion, that makes God somehow weak, um, which is also just ridiculous. Um, But the encouraging part of that is that um, if God is how God describes in this passage and elsewhere, it means that if we've done something wrong god will not punish us because if i should say if if we change from our ways and that's pertinent to um, soldiers and veterans in a you know forever war um, era that the things that you've done if you stop doing them if you repent of them that guilt is not forever guilt serves a purpose the feeling of guilt Inspires us to change, um, and uh, I think it's good news for grunts that God has the freedom to be God and to change God's mind and to you know, treat people um, as they are, which are you know we change through time. We're still the people that we are, even though my name changes after I got married. I'm still that that me of before. Um, it's still me. Um, and I remember, maybe a, an illustration, I remember um, getting out of the military and becoming pretty progressive and um, anti-war. I still feel like I'm anti-war, but I was a little bit more um, animated about it then. And I still had my dog tags from uh, that I'd used since 2000. And I kept them, but I didn't. I didn't... I didn't put them anywhere where I would think about them. Um, and at, at some point during seminary, I thought to myself that my my dog tags represented something that I could put into um, all these beliefs about myself that I had, you know, turned from, I guess. You know, the, the dog tags represented this past self that... Um, that was past. And I think the danger with that is that it it allowed me to believe that everything i done in the past didn't matter in some way, where in fact it does matter a lot. Um, and some of the things I did wrong also matter, but that God has dealt with them. They do matter. We don't just try and forget them. We don't just try and tell ourselves that we're not that person anymore, but that person is a part of us because that person has become us um, it's like that old saying um which has now completely escaped my mind uh god I lost it it was like right down the tip of my tongue and I lost it um but I think there's a problem when we um look back on our past and, and pretend like that's somebody else um uh there's another example um I was, getting, I was emailing back and forth with a Korean War veteran. And this, this individual um, uh, was in some pretty intense firefights early on in the Korean War. And he was telling me about this and how he felt about them. And, um, and then he c- concluded this one email with, um, but I don't think about that anymore. When clearly he, he was thinking about it. Um, what he wanted to say was that I've tried to put that in the past, but I can't. Um, whatever it is that we've done, whatever you know, um, the good or the evil that we've done, um, when and if we turn from it, it's still in the past. It's still a part of us, and it's important to remember that it's no longer that we aren't guilty of it forever. So far as we admit it to God and to one another, and And repent, which is to turn from our ways, um, that we don't just cast it away or we can't. This Korean War veteran, the irony is like he clearly wanted to get past it, but he couldn't. He kept returning to it, even as he was telling himself that he did not or could not return to it. Um, And so there's this kind of mystery of what it means to be us, and what it means to be God, that God is, I was thinking and writing about this recently, about this idea that there's this angry God of the Old Testament that does all this violence. And then here comes Jesus, you know, um, sweet and serene, and how do you reconcile the two? Um, the, um, the, the, The mystery of being fully one thing, in our case, human, um and to have all of our experiences good and bad and boring kind of all wrapped into one and we we don't like we don't like what that means because we don't know what it means what am i if i've done these things but i've also done these things um and that i think is this, is a wonderful mystery um that we don't we don't need to know we don't need to be uh you know we don't need to be of one substance, I guess is what I'm saying. That um, we are dynamic, and I think God is dynamic in a very unique way. Um, But the good news is that um, God is willing to change if we're willing to change. Um, That God will change with us, that God follows us into this change. Um, uh, And the good news of that is that if we've done wrong in the past, we are new and yet the same people. That it becomes a part of who we are, without overpowering us, if done right. I mean, a Korean War veteran. I don't. I didn't know what to tell him other than to be honest and say, "Well, this, this does clearly actually mean a lot to you." Um, rather than I didn't tell him this part, but rather than try and push it to the past as though if it catches up to us, I, I don't know maybe, you know, maybe we're bad people now if we've done bad in the past. Um, but the, um, the real, the, the, the point of this changing this is, um, and this is, I'll conclude with our, our gospel reading, is this notion of being unrepentant, of not changing, of not changing from our evil ways, um, and that being the real danger. Um, that uh, repentance um, is, is what we are called to, changing from what we have done wrong in order to continually uh, self-improve, essentially. Um, and in the Gospel of Matthew, there's this warning to cities who uh, fail to repent, and that maybe our enemies, if they repent, and you might think of Nineveh and Jonah. Um, that you know, it's possible they may repent, and God will spare them. But if God's own, if Israel doesn't repent, then God's free to uh, to judge us if we don't, if we don't change from our ways. No matter how many, you know, the gospel says deeds of power. Um. That um, we are people, we are creatures of both deeds of power and and deeds of despair. Um, That that's what it means to be human. It's not what it means to be God, but that is what it means to be human. To be capable of incredible evil, but also just amazing good. Um, That that's who we are. Um, That we can't get away from the fact that we've all done something or some things that we've regretted. Um, and that the point is to change from those ways and to constantly be on guard for ways that we've been doing wrong, even as we try to be doing good, so that we are, are, you know, we're always improving, we're always repenting and being aware of our relationship with God and with one another. Um, that, um, And I think that is... Uh, the, the road, the path to salvation, it's, it's kind of winding, and it always feels new and perhaps a little scary and confusing, um, but I think that's what keeps us on our toes, and that's what keeps us uh, trusting in God.